This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hello and good evening to this latest edition of Universal After Dark as we uh, wave goodbye to April Levine. Yeah. We will welcome in um, it's May. It's, it's going to be May. It's going to be May, what's that mean? It's um it's a reference to Justin Timberlake not being able to uh pronounce me. So oh, there's a very famous internet meme of Justin Timberlake singing It's gonna be me because he couldn't say me properly. So that's that's what May's gonna be. Is, is that a bit like that Benedict Cumberbatch thing where he couldn't pronounce penguin? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it was how he sung it. I mean, I, I think he might be able to say the word me, but in that song, he definitely he definitely can't. I might try and get a soundbite and whack it in in post-production. We'll see how... We, oh, yeah, just whack it. Yeah, yeah, just whack it off, yeah. In post-production. We have post-production? Well, okay, <laughs> sort <please>. of, allegedly. <laughs> um, so we say goodbye to April Levine, which was, as far as I know, Universal After Dark's biggest ever month. Yeah, I think, and I the think ho- it was, yeah. And the host we, wasn't on it? We, we are like the, the um, infinity war of podcasts, breaking records everywhere. Yeah. Smashing them out the park. And spoilers... Um, it's going to be May is going to be bigger. Really? Yeah, we're going to smash it this month because we're going to have the triumphant return of our little mini Silla Black. <laughs> well, I don't know because, uh, like, every time we speak to her, she seems to have another ailment. So, I don't think if, I don't think she's coming back. I hope she does. Uh, I hope she's not going to die. If, 
What are you saying like Danish? I am Amanda. I've come back from the other side and I'm going to kick your head in because I'm dead hard. See, now the thing is, Chris, right? I, mm-hmm. would have, I would have said that normally that wasn't a very good impression of Amanda. However, with her describing her current condition, I think that's probably pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to hate you for this. She's not going to hate you. You didn't do the impression. She can't hate me because I didn't do the impression. The only person she can hate is Craig, and we're woody backs, and he's not, so he's going to get away with it. I'll so, get off with it because I'm like a, um, a uncomfortable a big brother. Yeah. So there you go. So everyone, everyone gets so, off scot free. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So on the, this week's episode, we're just going to touch on the. Um, Less than exciting Halloween Horror Nights announcement. (laughs) 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 Uh, And uh, we're just going to breeze through some water parks just to uh, cheer you all up a little bit in this chilly uh, May day because it's like frigging winter. I don't know what's going on. Jesus Christ. Like, a few days ago, I went out for a walk. No, no, not even a light jacket on. Just Not even his underpants on. Not Not even a scarf. Right, because you know I I do like a thin scarf. Right, not even a scarf, just a t-shirt was enough. It it was lovely outside. Shorts, t-shirt, beautiful. Today, it was like big coat out. Yeah. It was like it was horrendous. And I've looked at the weather for tomorrow. Like, we're recording this on Sunday, and tomorrow it's going to be six degrees. It's the end is... of freaking April, right? And the high tomorrow where I live is six degrees. I don't live on the coast. I don't live in Chicago, yep. six degrees. And yet, by the weekend, it'll be between degrees. 18 and 20 degrees. Fucking hell. So, this is the end of days, I'm telling you. Anyway, what's everyone drinking? I'm going to start with our number one writer, the greatest writer <laughs> to ever walk the earth. No. <laughs> Nick Branch. Nick Branch. <laughs> uh, well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I, I, I've uh. got to... We went out of a bit of a whimper, actually, because I announced last month on Ego that um, Nick was going to take a break from podcasting, and so I have. So Nick is no longer hosting Disaster Dark and no longer guesting on podcasts. Um, Soap Dish is is here, um, and he'll be a new host for those shows and guest appearances and whatnot. So, um, what, does soap, what does Soap Dish sound like? Uh, he sounds like a cockney twat, to be honest. Does he just talk over Not everyone as well? Um, well, I don't know. He talked over me just then, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Besides which, you know, the worst offender for that surely is my brother from another mother, Y two D two. Like he, I've, he's terrible for it. I've just listened to Pop After Dark because I didn't want any spoilers for it, Infinity War, and I've I've got to say I love listening to you. I thought I was expecting more spoilers. You didn't put any fucking spoilers in your pair of knobheads. Well, what happened was, we was all prepared to, and then these two people... Like, we was in an empty restaurant, right? Completely empty. There was us and staff, and that was it. And then, just as we started to walk into spoiler territory, these two blokes sat down on the table across from us. And even though they looked like they had no interest in the film at all, he was like, I can't talk spoilers now. They were recording it. A rival podcast. But I tell you what, it, it was really funny, right? Is so we Shit. left, we left the restaurant. Head. That as well. We left the restaurant. That is funny. 
and we started, we was walking and recording to the end of the podcast, the last 10, 15 minutes or so is us walking and talking to go towards the tube station. And we're standing outside Leicester Square tube station. Um, and in fact, you actually hear us go down the escalator. Like we, we end it, I think, as we're going down the escalator. Um, but when we were standing outside Leicester Square tube station for about 10 minutes, this bloke randomly came up to us and started to, he was a homeless guy. And he started, I don't know what made him, we sat there, mic, we stood there mic'd up, but he just come over and started talking to us and started telling us his life story because he wanted some money. Um, and he was a really nice guy. He wasn't aggressive or anything like that, but obviously I was recording. So I had to like stop the recording and I had to edit some of the conversation out. So you don't hear him on the podcast at all. I've, I've, I've cut out while he interrupted. Have, but... have you kept that audio? Oh, no, no. Like, I, I recorded him for about a minute and he was probably there for about seven or eight. So we haven't got an episode of Homeless After Dark. <laughs> not, 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 not at the moment, but it is a project that I could be working on. Anyway. But you know, right, <clears throat> true story, I was at my gym yesterday in the changing room. It was empty, and I saw my mate there emptying his locker out. And I said, oh, have you seen it? And he's like, yeah, I've seen it. And then we started talking about it, because the changing room was empty. So he was talking about, you know, who dies, who doesn't die, blah, blah, blah. And then we turned a corner, and there's like three lockers on this corner. Didn't think anyone oh, would be there. There was a bloke oh, just changing into his swim shorts, and he looked at us as if I'd literally shagged his sister. He maybe you have. What sort of gym are you in there, lad? Where'd you sign up? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? That sounds like every gym yeah. in the country. But what I would say to that, right... Is, you did that completely innocently, right? But yeah. what I would say to that is if that was me in the gym and you and your mates started talking about the Avengers or, or anything else, like take that, that, you know, the new Star Wars film, whatever it is. If the you're new talking take about that something, album. The new Tenet album. Anything you don't want to spoil. <laughs> if someone is going to start, if someone's there having a conversation talking about it and you don't want it spoiled, would you not just, you like, say, oh, would, sorry, yeah. gents, I know you want to talk about that film, but I haven't seen it yet, and I'm really desperate to want to see it, so please don't spoil it for me. You would, you'd have stopped. You would have stopped. I'll tell, tell you what I also did, right? When we went and see it, we actually watched it at Blue Water. Oh, the city, the... Um, yeah. Uh, what is it? And is there was... Showcase. Showcase, yes. And when we come out, there was this huge mob of people waiting to go in, and as I walked past them, in quite a loud voice, I leant to my partner and I went, God, who'd have thought Wolverine pops up at the end? <laughs> That is nice. I still love I still love that episode of Simpsons when it's one of those flashback episodes. Oh yeah. Homer comes out of the Empire Strikes Back and, and talks about um Darth Vader being his father, like who saw that coming in the crowd like Ooh. <laughs> that's cracked me up. But yeah, see Fox are fine. We literally had to put a bag over Jack Taylor's head. Ah, your little nephew. Yeah. Because he ruined um The Last Jedi by blatant right, out yeah. he couldn't believe Luke Skywalker had died in front of like 200 people and um, so the other night we've learned we literally picked him up and bundled him out and got him in the lift quick I've got I've got to say like I on Tuesday night right, we're, we're going to save like with, I know we're talking about Avengers now we are going to do an Avengers episode this after that tomorrow so this will be the last thing I, I have to say on it but um, when I came out of the cinema on Tuesday and I went on Twitter to see what spoilers were already out there. Um, I found about one or two people that were ruining the film. 
and that was it. Like everyone else that was talking about it was being very respectful. And even up until now, to be honest, on Facebook, I've seen people say like, "I really want to talk about it." So if anyone wants to talk about it, message me, and we'll do like a WhatsApp or something. And I think that's lovely. I think that's really good. I, I think yeah, we've it's um, been really good that people haven't been spoiling it for everybody. We've been talking about it in work all weekend, but in a very respectful way. It's weird. It's nobody's talking about it, but I've everybody's seen, talking about it. I, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction to a film in that in that way where people have been that secretive about it. I think maybe because there was all this stuff before the film about you know keep it. You know, don't keep the secrets and all this. I think it's really had an effect. I think people have really been respectful. And I think it's it's lovely. Uh, and the fact as we, I mean, we will have to funnel numbers when we record this after dark tomorrow. But as it stands, it looks like it's overtaken um, the Force Awakens to become yeah. the biggest opening. I think the mm. final num- numbers come out tomorrow morning, but it definitely looks like it's it's opened to two hundred fifty million, which is incredible and I don't know if you saw the tweet that I just shared in the message group but yeah. that's more than domestic take of Justice League in its entire run <laughs> in one weekend uh, it's, oh. it's, it's a phenomenon absolutely phenomenal. Do, do you know what Justice League I've only seen it once and I wasn't really paying attention how, how disappointing is that because Justice League should be right up there with Avengers yeah. The characters the characters that are in there should be right up there. And if I was Universal right now, I would be putting adverts out advertising the fact that you can ride these superhero things. Even though, you know, two of them are decent rides and two of them are absolute shitbags. But, do you know what I mean? Like, I would be really hammering home, pun intended, hammering home, the fact that you can go and ride Marvel rides at Universal Studios. So what are you drinking, Nick? Yeah, it's a cherry Pepsi Max. And I've already drunk some because I was so thirsty, sorry. Mr. Ripples, come on, get on it like a cab on it. Here we go, Bud Light, dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. (laughs) And the big fella is on the Stella Artois. I didn't know Stuart was here. Dolly dolly, boom. What if Stella could put that out, dolly dolly, and they just friggin... Cane somebody with a brick or something. That is the stellar way, isn't it? It is. He's known as wife beater for for various reasons. <laughs> Be bossed dolly, dolly, boom, and your, your beard <laughs> spitting teeth out on the on the couch, just crying. Other forms of domestic abuse are available. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, right. So, Craig. Oh no! Like first yeah. of all, Halloween horror. There was. Yeah, there was a Halloween Horror Night announcement last week. Uh, like I said, I was totally underwhelmed by it. So uh, I can't even remember what it was called. I know it's about zombies. I know it's been done before. But <sighs> So I'm going to hand over to you, um, you two because you two can actually try and get me excited for it. Okay, well, it's called Dead Exposure, Patient Zero, and it is a sequel to a house that happened 10 years ago. Um, It's set in Paris, and if it's anything like the last house, there isn't a lot of scenery, it's pretty dark, and the only time you see anything is when a um, photographer flash of his camera goes off. Wow. Um, We had intel about three months ago that Universal had employed uh, a bunch of people to sit 
painting masks from The Walking Dead that they'd used a couple of years ago and painting them white, I believe, uh, or grey, I can't remember now. But anyway, we thought, we sort of interpreted that, that they were doing some kind of black and white zombie, possibly something to do with Romero, something like that. Mm. Don't know. Anyway, it turns out it is for this house. So it will be lots and lots of masked zombies with white or grey faces jumping out of you from the dark. This says to me, we've got no budget. We've spent it on Stranger Things. So that's, <laughs> that's fine by me. <laughs> so it's going to be a, a silhouette of the Eiffel Tower. Probably. A silhouette of a Frenchman with onion rings around his neck. Onions. Mm-hmm. on Yeah. Uh, and, and just darkness with zombies jumping out. Yeah. That, I mean, that... Is this is this similar to the one where in the past you 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 talked in the past about you'd all had a torch or every fifth person had a torch? It's it's similar to that, but there'd be more flashes than that. I mean, it, there might be a warning that people with the sensitivity to that might not go in this house, but probably they'll t- tone it down and it'll just be for the masses. But to be honest with you, what was that? What was that memo from the Blair government when the, the twin towers come down? Someone sent a memo out saying, "Oh." Today would be a really good day to release any unpopular news. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, this is like Avengers is everywhere, right? What, what are we going to stick out, you know? Uh, oh, that crappy zombie one. Yeah, yeah, just stick that out. No, no one's going to care. Everyone's talking about Avengers. Well, you did say the other week, Chris, that um, you thought that we was going to see an announcement and, you like, your understanding was going to be it was going to be a big announcement. Now, mm. I do wonder if they looked... Cause, the way that things like websites like Box Office Mojo track what they think an opening is going to be like is mm-hmm. by looking at website hits, especially things like IMDb, ticket sales via Fandango, that kind of stuff. So do you think that they thought, they took a look at the numbers and thought, you know what, there's every chance if we announce something today, it's going to go completely under the radar? Oh, yeah, it's exactly what I mean. If they'd yeah. announce any of the bigger stuff they it got coming. buried it, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be buried it massively. Why waste? Um, I mean, I, they can't really, <laughs> they can't really make any big announcements until after May because some amazingly big films coming out in May as well. Oh, uh, you've well, got Han Solo and you've got Deadpool. Um, yeah. But to be honest, I mean, I think in in the same way that when Black Panther came out, no one expected it to have the legs that it did necessarily, um, and it's like what the one in the top ten biggest films of all time like in America I think it's in the top 5 but globally it's, it's like in the top 10 um, and that film ran and ran and ran and ran and I really think Avengers is going to have that kind of longevity uh, maybe not well, that... to the, the same extent but it's going to it's going to be popular for a good few weeks yet of course I mean I don't I think you've seen it twice now Nick have you uh, three three times wow yeah. now I'll reference Matt Corn's tweet that he put out um, yesterday, formerly of the Universal Parish. Mm. Uh, he basically seen Black Panther several times, but this uh, Infinity War has been so immense and so jarring that he, he doesn't feel he can go and watch it again. Yeah, but he's an idiot. <laughs> I've got no affiliation with, with Matt Corn. I saw the same tweet um, and, I, and I told my wife about it after 
because I saw that tweet and we went to see it. It was her first time seeing it. Um, and we were talking about it. And I said, everyone that I've talked to in, well, outside of America, um, anyone I've talked to has said like they either really enjoyed it or, you know, it was excellent or I've not really had heard many negative reviews. But I've most of the people I've talked to have said like, you know, I can't wait to see it again. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to go and see it at the cinema again or I might wait for the Blu-ray. But to be honest, it's going to be a long time, so I'll probably go and see it again. But I've seen quite a few Americans turn around and go, oh, I couldn't, you know, I don't know if I could ever sit through it again. I'm like, why? And I know, I know why, and we can't, we're not going to talk about on this episode why, but um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I do think it will still have legs. Um, and to be honest, Han Solo still looks pretty poor, so... I don't. I don't think that's going to trouble it too much. Deadpool it, comes out in May as well, but again, um, I don't think that's going to be anywhere near as big as the first one. I think it'll have a big week, big opening weekend, but I think it will drop quite quickly. Um, so, so going forward, is this not a dangerous precedent that Universal are doing by just a, they should just be owning the event, and if no, they should have stuck. They should have stuck to the plans because. Whatever they announced last week is not going to hit ticket sales in any way, shape, or form. Well, you say that. Now, I've obviously not done that house, and you've not done that house. But, Chris, can have you done that house? And if you do, do you remember much about it? Do you know, I, I have, but I can't remember it that well. <laughs> other, than, other than what you kind of said before about the camera flashes and stuff. Um, mm. I mean, it sounds... So, it's, it, it's not an unforgettable house, like... Um, like the Krampus house or um, 25 years of mayhem, monsters of mayhem. Them houses will live long in the memory. Just This is just like a, a six out of ten house. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can't see any reason why they would bring it back other than budget. I just can't, I just can't think of any other reason why they would bring it back. I mean, the other, the other time they've done a really, really cheap house was they did Universal Monsters um, in the parade building. I forget what year that was. And that was just ridiculous. It was like, you know those like plastic masks that you used to be able to buy as a kid that were like the generic vampire, generic Frankenstein? Yeah. It was like people wearing them with black leggings on. It was awful. So do you think the next announcement's going to be back on form yes it will be because if if what I'm hearing is correct it will tie into last year and it will make everyone lose their shit mm. so it's just so it's tying into last year so to make people lose their shit it can only be Stephen King so what what it is whatever it is let's make sure they don't announce it when Han Solo's film comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think it would win, to be honest. No, I've, <laughs> Obviously, it depends I'm, I'm... on what it is, but, you know, I think, it is I a think, strong enough IP, then, certainly. I think Disney is ruining Star Wars. There, I said it. <laughs> the Bud Light is going to my head, but I don't care. No, well, to be honest, you've got to think... God, I'm... Oh... No, I can't wait till tomorrow. I do think at this moment in time, with what's happening this weekend as we speak, with every passing moment, Disney are probably going to care less and less about Lucasfilm. <laughs> I do. I do, because the thing is, Star Wars is huge, but Marvel is 
probably a an actual bigger entity if you think about what it encompasses. Mm. That's the thing. Like Star Wars is still mainly the movies. There's never been any TV shows. Like Marvel is films, TV, comic books, video games. Star Wars is as has had TV shows. There's a new one just being announced. Right. Cartoons though. I'm talking about like Marvel has cartoons. Marvel also has a load of stuff on Netflix. It also has Agents of Shield. It also has the Runaways and whatever else P-Dubs watches. Um, <laughs> okay, no, right. There's loads of so, shows. There's loads. There's loads, isn't there? There's how? Loads I mean, Marvel is huge, right? And and the attractions so, are stuck at Universal. This is what I'm saying. At what point do Disney um, either cut loose with Universal and say, "Look, you've got to allow us to." capitalize on our products our, our franchise we will pay you a certain amount of money you can keep them or you can rip them out whatever way works best for disney at what point do they give universal a billion dollars or 500 million dollars or what because right. something's got to give because you're telling me marvel has got the, the capacity to be bigger than Star Wars. Star Wars is getting a land in Hollywood studios. Okay. Surely Marvel deserves a theme park. I will tell point. you this now, right? If Universal tomorrow turned called up Disney, you know, you know, I don't know, Woody Woodpecker phones up Mickey Mouse. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of who Universal's mascot is. The Globe's not a mascot. Um, but anyway, Universal front up Disney tomorrow and said, Hello, I'm a Globe. <laughs> it's not got a mouth. But no, if they phone tomorrow and said, you know what, Disney... Um, we're going to cancel the contract. We're going to keep our attractions, but this deal that says that you can't build anything, um, you know, else east of the Mississippi, that's done. You can now do what you want. If they announce, if they said that to Disney tomorrow, Disney would bulldoze Fantasyland Tuesday and call it they, Marvel they, World. Don't you think <laughs> they just opened Marvel World? Well, yeah, as, they might do that. As... I'm just, I was just to say that for dramatic effect. But no, as a I mean, gate. yeah, I mean, it would it it would be it would either be taking over the studios that they either expand the studios more than they are already, or just change a lot of the studios, or they would find some other lands, not down the the um, the old people's homes. And, and or, I mean, you could just take over Epcot, couldn't you? Because Epcot, they're making films now to fit into all the Epcot yeah. countries. So they, they could start bringing out um, superheroes, like a little Mexican superhero and <laughs> a little Japanese superhero. And, do you know what I mean? Already, Big Hero 6. But no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's stuff that they could do. But um, I, I honestly don't think, and Mr. Ripley, you've probably got a bigger insight into this than me. I don't think there's a check big enough for Disney's a right to Universal because Comcast is a huge corporation. Mm. They probably don't need the much, money. Well, how much does it money. cost? Right. I mean, we're just going to talk about Volcano Bay now. Um, I can tell you off the top of my head. Uh, where is it? Volcano Bay cost... Oh, I can't find it now. 500 million. Something like that. Right? Mm. Uh... Of oh, six hundred million US dollars to build. So, yeah. if Disney was to say, "Right, your third theme park, Universal, here's a billion dollars. You can keep Marvel Superhero Island as it is. 
However, we want to be released from that contract now, but you can keep that as it is, but we get all our rights back for every Marvel character. Here's a billion dollars. Go and build your third theme park. What, what about another dynamic? What if Comcast checkmates Disney and buys Fox? So then Universal owns um, the Smurf movie in Animal Kingdom, <laughs> and Disney owns the Marvel <laughs> franchise in Universal. Yeah. I've yeah. just literally had a mini stroke and spilt all um, Stellar <laughs> Artois down the side of my face. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thanks for that. Very true, though. It's very true. I mean, it's it's a possibility. You know, we were talking a few months ago. This Fox deal is going to go through. You know, who's going to who's going to tell them no? But you know, as we've seen in the UK with Sky um, and, and what's happening there, you know, there's every chance to. Comcast could come wading in at the last minute and say, "Whatever Disney have have offered you per share, we'll offer that plus another dollar mm. or whatever." Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's every chance they could try and trump them. That could happen. Surely they should have done that by now. Uh, I think they'll. Well, the thing is, I think they'll only do that if they think it's going to happen, like soon. It's still going to be it's going to go through a lot of approvals before it's even going to be mm. a done and yeah, dusted but, deal. But it goes through all the approvals and then they make the offer. Then surely it's got to go through all the same approvals again. No, because it's this is like um, this is to make sure it's like not a monopoly or something. So yeah, that's is, what I mean. Yeah, but the so, thing is, but Disney, if Comcast buy them, no, Comcast have got less to worry about in terms of what they are like. You know. Comcast, I know Comcast own NBC, don't they? But Comcast still don't own as much, I don't think, as Disney do. In in did, that world, in that world. Did you see that article today that drilled down into the Disney Fox details, and it actually revealed right that Disney, once the deal with Fox goes through, will hold possession of every single Marvel character, with the exception of the villains of Spider Man. Barring a couple, so that's Sony, yeah, and She-Hulk. <laughs> that they own all of them and can do what they want with all of them, apart from them. Well, yeah, I know. So, I know for years, Sony been trying to get stuff done with those Spider-Man villains, which is why we're seeing, we're finally seeing a Venom film this year. Um, and I was talking to non-nerdy people. About this well, Venom on. film. What are you about me and Ripples? <laughs> we piss in different pots to conventional people. Um, <laughs> and everyone listening to this podcast pisses in the same pots as us. Mm. But civilians, I was talking to civilians in work today, and they are hyped for this Venom film. They cannot wait to see it. Have they never mm. seen the comic book film before or something? Honest, well, they seen the um, they seen the trailer on. Was it on? It wasn't on Infinity War, was it? Was um, it? No, I I saw it yesterday. Um, so I don't. Well, I didn't know. see it. I didn't see it on mine, but they no. see. I think they seen it on theirs, or they've seen it on something recently. Anyway, I, it got released. It got released last week. So I mean, it's been it's been been on the internet since since last. Oh, well, that's that, that's probably where they've seen it, but they yeah. were hyped to see this movie and I was like that but it's shit mate because Spider-Man's not even in it and you were like Spider-Man to be fair like 
Venom is a, a, a decent enough character that it doesn't necessarily need Spider-Man. It, I still think it should, but it probably could stand on its own two feet at the well, same that's time. Like a, a Doctor Octopus movie without Spider-Man. Venom's a bit cooler though. Like yeah, I, I, my the Spider-Man hat I bought um, last year when the when the Homecoming film came out, um, I bought um, the black hat. It was a new era hat. It was black with the white um, Spider-Man logo on it because it's when Spider-Man was a symbiote. But it's also very similar, obviously, to uh, the Venom suit. The spider is different on the Venom suit, but you know, same obviously same color scheme. It is the cool Spider-Man costume. Like red and blue is a good look for Spider-Man, but the black suit symbiote Spider-Man is is the look, and that's what Venom is. So Venom has this cool look, but I don't think this film is going to be that great. I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be passable, but you know, look at Sony had the Spider-Man films for all that time, and in one film. They made like Disney made the best Spider-Man film ever mm. in one attempt. Boom! Back of the net. Yeah, Sony couldn't do it in five. They made good Spider-Man films. Some were good, some were terrible. But you know that was the Marvel, the the, the, the Spider-Man: Homecoming was the best Peter Parker they've ever done on film. The best Spider-Man they've ever done on film. One of the best villains in a superhero film in a long time it's my favourite Marvel film it's it's really good Mm. how many times have you seen it though three see I've seen it about three times and with every time it just mm. no I don't get that I don't get that I watched Black Panther this week uh, the night before we've seen Infinity War and I lost my shit the first time I've seen Black Panther (laughs) this time round I, I was um, like that. <laughs> it, I don't know what that scale's went, for. It went from an 8 to a 7. And Homecoming went from a 9 to an 8. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know much, but I know I love you. Right, Volcano Bay, people. <laughs> Is that what we're going to start off with? We're going to start off with Volcano yeah. Bay. Yeah, let's get Volcano Bay out the way. All right. Literally. <laughs> um, right, Volcano Bay replete, re- replaced... That fucking Stella's gone right to me head. Uh, replaced Wet n' Wild. Yeah. Um, the park is themed around the 200-foot tall volcano named Krakatau, and it opens on May the 25th, 2017. The slogan for the park is, Water is life, and life is joy. Well, you don't you don't piss in joy, but you piss in water, uh, as you do in uh, when you're on Krakatau. Um, Stuff you learn on the last days after dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's heated in the winter. It's open all year round. Um, it's the Polynesian theme, Polyne- Polynesia. And that, I'm not going to go into all the slides. It's got um, the biggest, the tallest drop slide in America, um, which is uh, the body plunge. Um, 
Kuriki body plunge is the tallest body slide in America, ranging at 125 foot tall. And a 70 and degree drop. Yeah. So, and it's the first to travel through a pool of guests. So when you're in the water trying to see somebody, it's it's the biggest load of shit ever because they fly past at about <laughs> 70 mile an hour to see a blur. Um, it, it's it's set. Uh, you've got Krakatau as like one land basically. It's got all rides coming, slides coming off the uh, volcano. Then you've got Wave Village, River Village, and Rainforest Village. Each of them have all got some slides in. I'm not going to talk up the names um, because they're all stupid. Um, it's got. They use what did they use? What's that? The oh, the uh, Tapu Tapu wearable, which to me, I experienced it last year, and it's got some teeth and problems. Put it that way. Um, you you wear this this wristband. It's like a watch. You go and scan at your ride that you want to ride, and it'll give you a, a time to come back. And ride that ride. So it could be 50 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be an hour and a half. However, once you've got that that time locked in on it, say 50 minutes, you're expected to go down, but sometimes it'll go up. What? So it's yeah, yeah, it actually goes up as well, which is quite bizarre. Um, so yeah, it's teething problems. I mean, we went last year, we had a not great experience. Um, Universal compensated us handsomely for said experience. But the theme park itself is absolutely stunning. It's on a par. It's not better to me. It's not better than the Disney water parks. A water park's a water park. You can't polish a turd. They're all the same. Do you know what I mean? It's all just theming. It's all just theming, man. Um, Volcano Bay is is as good as the Disney water parks. Now, did you guys this last year, Chris? I did not know. Are you what? What are you with water parks? I know you, you haven't really done the Disney ones. No, I've only ever really done Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, are you just not did... a fan or? Not really. I mean, I'd rather go to the beach than in the sea. To be honest with you. Okay. I mean, I I I could smell Volcano Bay. And I could see it from our hotel room when we stayed at Cabana Bay. Um, but we didn't go. We didn't go for two reasons. The first one was because Craig had not long been there and not had a particularly great experience. Although we were going when it was going to be, it should have been a bit quieter. Um, but the other reason as well is because we was only out there for, you know, three whole days. So we didn't have much time. And That's not practical, is it? Not really, not really. Although I do wish that I had um, taken Swing Cozy with me because there's a lazy river in Cabana Bay which looked quite fun. So I would have done that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not huge on, on water parts. So, um, I, you know, I can't say that I was desperate to do it. But in saying that, um, and, and kind of going back to what Craig was saying, the theming does look really really good it, you know, it, it looks like a volcano it's breathtaking mm. it's absolutely breathtaking it's 360 degrees you know, so you can see it on the approach as you drive into uh, the universal area mm. 
you can see it from the hotels. It's the arguably the best weenie in uh, Orlando. I don't know what that is, but I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, and we didn't mention it, but we'll mention it now. You know, for a long, long time, um, you know, outside of the Disney parks, probably the most famous water park was was Wet and Wild because it was on iDrive and it'd been there for you know forever. Um, and this is obviously built fairly nearby to Wet and Wild. Now, I never went to Wet and Wild, and Craig's never been to Wet and Wild. And Chris, I'm assuming you've never done Wet and Wild. No, I did years and years ago. Okay, okay. Yeah. But Wet and Wild was a collection it. of slides, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. And when you it, when you drove in past a car it, park, yeah. When you drove <laughs> when you drove past it, you could see water slides, and that's all it looked. It just looked like a collection of water slides. No theming. No. no. Just there wasn't really. slides. Some of, the, some of the slides, some of the latest slides they put in were themed. I remember they did one that was called like Disco H2O. Um, but again, like that was themed inside. The actual outside of the slide looked like a water slide. They didn't try and jazz it up with Volcano Bay. And also, it's, you know, it's one thing that Disney Park's done really well with some of their slides is they look really well done like we were talking about summit plummet last week looking like a ski slope and it looks like you are gonna go down this mountain and go off a ramp you know it's just really well themed and volcano bay is what do you know what i'd I'd say um volcano bay the, the whole place is really well themed but a water slide is still a water slide of course it is so, there's, there's, once you get to the um, the entrance of the water slide, the theme and sort of carries on in the, the plant life, very much like the Disney ones as well. But I think Summit Plummet is the greatest themed water slide because just the way it's all set up, the trick of your eye as, as you're going over the edge, it looks like you're going to go off the ski jump and all that type of stuff. Um. Even in Volcano Bay, we—I mean, we had a, like I say a terrible day. We only did about four slides, if that. Uh, we didn't get to do um, the drop slide because the queues were just like three-hour waits and all this. Um, but once you get inside the bowels of the volcano, it's still just a staircase. It's just still a metal staircase. You just can't see it from the outside. Yeah. Um, but you know. We we had a cabana, again, story of my life. I love a good cabana. These cabanas are beautiful. And the staff there were attentive to our every need. The, the thing you get in a cabana at Volcano Bay is you get your own computer to tap in with your tapu-tapus. So you don't have to walk to the slide to pick, to tap in. You can just right. do it from your cabana. So that's really good. Just on the day that we were there, it was really bad. Um, but the menu, the bar menu, um, Michael, his name was, he had a hat. So look out for him, he had like a cowboy hat on. Um, dead laid back, crack and save it. We gave him about $300 worth of, of business that day. We spent a lot of money with him. So it was really... that was. It, that side of it was a really nice day, but then you don't go to a water park to just sit in the cabana. No. Do Unless you... you're a pensioner. 
Do you think it was open too early? Yes. Yes, and they're also using this tapu tapu, which had no, you know, touring plans and everything. It's all number crunching. It's all data. They had no data to start off with, so the system was very, very hit and miss. And everywhere the sign saying "Do not take A, B, C, D, or E onto said slides." You know, you can't take your mobile phones, your GoPros, your shades, your flip-flops. You can't take anything on. But pe- this is this is what's causing all the problems. People are putting their um, shades into a pocket and then them shades are coming off and coming out onto the slide. So then they have to shut it. So we've we seen several times that, that day um, maintenance workers actually walking the slides to pick up people's glasses that had fell out the pockets. Mm. And that was skewing everything off then. I, I mean, the impression I got was that it it kind of I think it was Memorial Day weekend, but wasn't it also about the same? Did it open the same weekend as Avatar, World of Pandora? Twenty fifth, twenty fifth of May it opened. I think last year. I've yeah, just it, read was, out. it was twenty fifth of May. Yeah, yeah. I wonder when Pandora opened. Um, I'd like to think when it calms down, it'll be a, a really pleasurable day. I. Twenty seventh of May. Open on twenty seventh of May. So yeah, it, it it was basically rushed to open in time to to kind of clash with Avatar. It's I love the idea of a water park. I don't uh, exactly enjoy it when I get there. If you know what I mean. Mm. I'm enjoying. I enjoy more leaving the water park and getting in my car. Because it's it's just a strange day at Water Park. It's supposed to be a relaxing day, but it can be quite stressful, especially when the kids want to go on the same slide four times, one after another, and there's two hundred stairs to walk up <laughs> each time. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, we're planning to go back next August. We're going to give it another chance. It could be another car crash. The the top Tim Tracker uh, tip is when it starts raining, hunker down and stay in the water park, as with all of them, because it'll be empty after the rainstorm has passed. Probably not wise to do it, though, if it's lightning. Well, like, you like just... Get out of the water, then, if... Oh, yeah, they, they shut the water, they shut it. So you just go and get a drink, go and sit in a bar... Go and have a burger. Go and sit in your cabana, and you you know once it's past, the park is generally empty at that point. Mm. So, and I, I think that's the same for all the water parks. Where I'm going to now segue over. Uh, it's no point giving Volcano Bay a score because you haven't been. And um, all right, so what from what you've seen, what would you give a theme? And just out of ten. Can I just say on that point? Um, yeah. A lot of the theming in that park was made by the people that make a lot of the theming for Halloween Horror Nights. Oh. Little fact factoid for you. It ties in with the news story at the beginning. Mm. I would I would say theming wise, I'd say it's a strong nine. 
easy. He does yeah, look really well themed. And to be honest, like they showed it, they they used a little bit of that when they uh, did Antidex Saturday Night Takeaway the other week. They did one of the challenges in the pool, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, uh, to, to scoot along, and like it, it looked very impressive on camera. But it was empty. Well, of course it was empty. They because they would have made it empty. They would have had it full so, of people. No, but that's my point. When when the day I was there, you couldn't walk in a street line. Oh yeah, no. But what um, no, what I meant was like the theming. Yeah, theming wise, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah solid yeah. nine, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, can't can't speak for the, the quality of the slides or anything. So we'll move on now to Aquatica. Mm. Now, has yeah. has anyone been? Yeah. No, I had been, and my little story with Aquatica is that um, we went to the first time we went to to Disney World. Um, was the trip that we got engaged on, and that was 2007. And we went to SeaWorld on one of the days, and they had, uh, is it called Blue Sky? Where you go and see like the future of the parks. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was in. I'm sure it was in that tower that they 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 had there. Um, but they had these plans, and it was showing off Aquatica, um, and it was saying, you know, you know, this is this is currently being built down the road, and this is what it's going to be like, and it looked incredible. It looked like the greatest water park in the world. I'm, I said, I'm not a great fan of water parks, but this looks incredible. And the the star attraction for this, um, I'm just pulling up the name of it now, is called Dolphin Plunge, right? And the pictures for this were this slide where. You know, you went through a tube. The tube then went under the water, and then you went through this section of of the slide where you saw dolphins swimming around. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, this take looks my money!" Absolutely. I was like, "When we come back, you know, we'd already decided we was going to come back at some point." Um, and was like, "You know, when we come back to Florida, you know, I can't wait to do this. You know, I, you know, doesn't matter how long I have to queue up for, for this slide. I can't wait to do it." Um. So I was, I was very, very excited, and so when we went back on a honeymoon, uh, you know, we we put today at uh, Aquatica, and uh, we did that. We did that slide, um, but I want to hear Craig because you've obviously been from the sounds of that. We went, yeah, we went in two thousand nine. Oh, so when it opened? Um, when it? No, well, it, I, I think two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, I think it opened. Yeah, grand opening in 2008. Yeah, we went 2009. Okay. And then I think we went back in 2012 and we'd been in the park literally less than an hour. Yeah. And an, an early, uh, a later morning, early afternoon thunderstorm struck and everyone was evacuated. So we just went, ah, fuck this for the bag of Chris when we left. Mm. So we've never been back. Right. So my my memories of two thousand nine are that it was a really solid water park with very little theming. Now, the price, the cost of it, um, it was expected to cost fifty million to build. So I'm just trying to find. It doesn't say any other price. 
Now, we've just said there, 600 million for Volcano Bay. Obviously, it's 10 years later, but my goodness. What does that tell you? Well, yeah, and I've got to be honest, like, I actually remember it being fairly well themed. It wasn't as themed as, uh, as Volcano Bay, and it's not as themed as Blizzard Beach uh, or Typhoon Lagoon are in general, but I, I, it's got a, it's certainly got a thing to it. I didn't think it was... It certainly wasn't a car park with water slides in it. You know, it had been be- made better than that. And I remember it having quite a nice little beach area as well that you could go and sunbathe on if that's what you wanted to do. Um, but the big selling point was, I think, for many people, this this slide. Now, I will now tell you my experience of going on this slide. So, we didn't have to wait anywhere near as long as I thought. I think we might have waited for about half an hour to get on this slide. Um, and I were going on the slide and going down the slide and getting to where dolphins were supposed to be and then going past where dolphins were supposed to be and coming out <laughs> the end. And I realised two things at this point. Firstly, the design of nearly every water slide is that as you're you're going you're kind of going on water. So you like there's a constant stream of water, isn't there? In in most slides. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, depending on the angle, quite often that water will fly up in your face. Now you don't mind that because you're gonna get wet, you're going into a pool, so it doesn't matter if water's hitting you in the face. What it does do though, is it does impair your vision. That's your first problem. Now, your second problem is that, um, by the way, there is breaking news, but it's not exciting, so we'll just carry on. So, the second problem with this slide is that, unlike the artist's impressions, which showed quite a long segment of you going through this dolphin pool, it's actually probably about six feet, maybe seven feet. So, you go through that section in literal seconds so similar to what Craig was saying about with the Volcano Bay uh, slide that you went on the sort of pool of people you literally see a blur yeah it is so you... the most pointless gimmick I've ever seen on the slide and we didn't go back on it totally agree I, it I was, was so disappointed it, you don't get a money shot no. No. Definitely. But again, the memory. There was a big kiddie playground, and that was incorporated into a bit of a wave pool, I think. So you could be sitting there and watching the kids running around this big water playground in the middle of it all. Yeah. Would I go again? Um, no. I mean, I remember some of the other slides, and they were quite fun. There was a uh, there was a, a raft one that we did. Um, there's two actually. I'm trying to think which one we did. Uh, might have been Wallahalla Wave. We did. We did the Lazy Rivers as well. There's two Lazy Rivers. We did those. They were good. Um, you know, I, I thought it was fine, but again. I think we were there for like half a day and that was it. I think Ninja uh, Dunn all the slides, yeah. I'd, done, I'd done 
quite a lot. I didn't do all of them, but I did quite a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I think we was there for like a few hours, and then that was it. We, we were quite happy to go and do something else. And I think the thing is, right, it, it is a little bit different for us compared to our American listeners, because we would normally get like an ultimate Orlando ticket or something like that. So. For, for 14 days or, or 21 days, however long you buy your ticket for, you know, that would normally give you access for Universal, Islands of Adventure, uh, SeaWorld, Aquatica, uh, what's the one down at Tampa? Bush Gardens. Yeah. So we'd get all of those, like, for the same price. So for us to go, all right, we're going to spend four hours going to Aquatica well that's alright because it's not cost us however much it costs to normally go in but if I had to pay for that separately and it cost me you know I don't know what I, I can't see a ticket price at Aquatica but let's say it costs $60 to go in which you may be right maybe more maybe a bit less whatever but say $60 I wouldn't pay $60 to go but no, if I'm including that into my ticket that I paid for then I'll yeah. go. Yeah. But it. I still wouldn't go. Yeah. I think it depends on how long you're out there for as well and what other people want to do. You know, if you're out there for three weeks, you might give it, depending on, on what you're planning to do that you know that particular time, you might go, let's spend four hours there just as a bit of, a, you know, getting away from the hotel pool, for example. Where you're staying, you probably don't need to do that because you're staying in a decent enough hotel anyway. But for some people, that might be, you know, a, a thing to do for a few hours. Um, but I, I can't say that if I was paying, if I had to pay for it as a separate ticket, that I would be happy going. Would you give it a, a second thought, Chris? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. ish. Ish, yeah. I'd be like that. If I've done everything, which you've never done everything. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So, the last one we're going to talk about then, I'm not even going to give it a score. Uh, okay, I'll give it a score. Uh, six out of ten. It's got that sea whale taint on it, though, hasn't it? Sea whale. See, see, <laughs> my wife um, has said that when we next go to Orlando, she doesn't want to go to Sea World because I made her watch Blackfish. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, even though that I've told her that, you know, as all documentaries are, they're obviously biased in one capacity, and that, you know, people have actually spoken out that we're involved in that documentary to say that. You know, they weren't happy with the way it was edited or how it made certain things appear that weren't actually the case. The fact is, is that SeaWorld does have this stench around it now. And they're trying to make these changes to, you know, change their reputation. But um, I'm actually not, you know, I would go back. I would go back, um, even having watched Blackfish, just because I, I, I don't think it's it was all completely accurate but if you watch that and think it is the spoken law um, then yeah I can understand why people aren't going and why their numbers are, are dwindling but no I'd, I'd go back the thing is uh, uh, with these documentaries they, they, these 
keep coming up with different subjects all the time. I mean, there's that one at the moment about Apu from The Simpsons. And it, it does make me wonder, though, are the people that are making these things just picking on something that's contentious, something that will rile feathers and upset people just in order to push their own agenda and push their own celebrity? Of course they are. That is and, that's uh, half the point. Th- that's Yeah, that's the nature of the documentaries. The it's from their point of view, their slant on it. That's why Blackfish was edited in such a way to get their agenda across, but, to, to destroy SeaWorld. Yeah, but more about the celebrity side of it. I mean, the guy that's mm. pushing that Apu thing, no one's ever heard of. He was meant to be a stand-up comedian, for all I know. And suddenly his name is everywhere. I, I do know him, not personally, but I do know him because um, he was a correspondent on... The Daily Show. And he still is a correspondent on The Daily Show. So I do know who he is. The Apu one I kind of get to an extent. Um, because, you know, the, the difference with, with a subject matter like that is that is talking about the impact that something that we've perceived as being innocent for so many years has actually had a derogatory effect in certain parts of society. So I kind of I kind of get that. What I, what I have an issue with, with Blackfish in that regard is that whilst I'm not saying that SeaWorld have always done things the way that they maybe should have done they have over the years done a lot of good and it's all what it's all right um if you're like uh you know Greenpeace or whatever like that saying that you know none of these animals should be in captivity but some of these animals are you know have been kept alive because of them being held captive and being raised in, in parks like SeaWorld. Now, there, there are, you know, terrible parks around the world. There's terrible zoos. But not all zoos are terrible. Some of them do really good work for animals. And some protect species of animals. So, you know, I think that they do do good as well. And that's something that's, you know, very overlooked in that documentary. Um, oh. I mean, I, I completely agree with you, but the thing that winds me up the most are people that say, oh, I'm not going to go to SeaWorld, you know, it's cruel, it's this, that, the other, and then go to fucking Animal Kingdom. Yeah. There's no difference between lions in those paddocks, no. the, the the fish in those tanks. There's no, there's no difference. No, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, you can't be hypocritical when it comes to stuff like that, and yet people people obviously will be. Um, my wife being one of them because animal kingdom she loves (laughs) they should give you a fishing rod when you go into sea world and a gun when you go into animal kingdom that would make it so much more fun well of course animal kingdom uh, you know people have left their guns on on dinosaurs so I think with animal kingdom they just let you bring your own gun didn't didn't a lady make a deposit in the uh, in the hedge the other day what did you see that animal kingdom that was Animal Kingdom, I believe. Yeah, she, she had a sh- she had a shit in a bush. Well, yeah, it, 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 she could have just been going for a number one, but you <laughs> would have thought it looked more like a number two from the the angle she was standing at. Yeah, it was quite spectacular. It, basically, she'd obviously seen some pictures from Shanghai Disney when it first opened, and was like, <laughs> "Shanghai Disney, hold my beer." <laughs> well actually it wasn't I think it was John standing next to us holding her beer but regardless yeah she was she was going for it alright so yeah I didn't realise it was Animal oh. Kingdom though wow that's uh, that yeah. is, 
Animal Kingdom used to sell like fake animal shit as as like brownies and stuff. Yes, they did. Yeah. 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 So the, perhaps their child wanted some of that, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I'd say fucking hell. I'd save a fortune if I saved me kids my own shit. <laughs> King Kong's done. Um, I just looked up uh, while we went on off that tangent. Um, Aquatica starts at forty nine dollars for one day ticket. That's not bad. Uh, That's not bad. So tells when you book in advance. So yeah, I think. Well, I think it might be fifty nine if you if you buy on the door, or forty nine if you buy it online early. So yeah, you know, but but people, you know, some people love water parks, and so it, it doesn't matter. Like they will go regardless. You know, um, what what is the one where you can walk underwater with like a scuba tank with a tube? Well, I think is that the what we're going next, Craig? Yeah. Ooh. Where do we go next? Can't remember what it's called. <laughs> How many studies you had? Don't answer that question. Um, um, Discovery Cove. Discovery Cove. Oh yeah, yeah. Going next. Now, um, who's gone to Discovery Cove? Well, obviously not me. I can't even know where that thing is. <laughs> I think you. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. I actually got a funny story about snorkeling. Um, Craig, what about you? I've not. And really? You know, <gasps> no. Because our kids have been too young in respect of getting value for money. How? I'm sure there's an age limit on them swimming with the dolphins and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but they're not two. No, it's not two. No. No, but they were some of the way two at the point um, when we were going. I can't remember what the age is. Let me. He, he can't afford it. It costs him like sixty-eight thousand pounds just to get there. Well, that is well, that is it. That is that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Well made, dear Mister Ripples. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Ripples. Right. So it seems like I'm the only one that's gone. Um, now we went on Discovery Cove the first trip that we went to Orlando. Um, we didn't do it again. When we went on our honeymoon just because um, it'd been two years. And it was such a good experience that we didn't want to kind of tarnish it. And so we decided against doing it. That, and it's also expensive. But I will say that as expensive as it is, and the length of time that you swim with dolphins is not very long, I would have paid it every time. Ooh. It was... It... it, it's hard to put into words. You could hear me trying to talk just then. Well, park admission is limited to 1,200 people a day. Yeah, and, and so what they do, when you go and, when you go and enter the park in the morning, um, they give you a time that you're going to go and swim with the dolphins. And what they do, I think it was... I think they had four dolphins at a time. So you was in a group with about 10 people or something. Um, and the whole experience would last about half an hour, right? Um, but that that half an hour was like for everyone, and you probably only got to spend two minutes with a dolphin each. But it didn't matter. Like it was, it was enough. And you go and you swim out the dolphin, and you can go and like pet the dolphin and stroke it and uh-huh. stuff, and then. Uh, you can like hold on to the dolphin and it takes you back. <laughs> was it like in between his two with like the cheeseburger, you know? 
I have to go back and watch it. I can't remember. Like, wanking the dolphin off or what? I, I can't remember. What no, it no, they don't. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, they don't let you wank off a dolphin. Oh, well, Dave, <laughs> we've got our show title. There's our show uh, title. <laughs> we'll get some fucking it. <laughs> yeah, we will get some actual Very physical punches in the street. <sighs> tell um, I think if we're talking about wanking dolphins off, as long as you're not talking about a specific dolphin, I don't think you can prove anything. Mine was called Dexter. Mine was called Dexter. I remember my Dexter the wanking Dexter dolphin because because we we named our fish. Did he go round? Did he go go round killing serial killer dolphins? Yes. Yes. No yeah, yeah, no, he's a murderous dolphin. We didn't know that at the time, obviously, because he looked quite innocent. Um, but no, so like, so you got to, you, you literally got to swim with the dolphins. Like, they, they, you know, you held on to the dolphin and it, it took you off. And it was, it was just magical. Like, I, I really wasn't all that fussed. When she said about booking it, I was like, yeah, okay, like, you know, if, if you want to do it, let's do it kind of thing. But it was so nice. Um, well, let me just talk quickly about admission. So Discovery Cove admission is all-inclusive and includes a ticket to SeaWorld Orlando, Aquatica Orlando, or Busch Gardens Tampa. So for the price of that admission, you are getting admission to three theme parks at that point. Mm. So it is expensive, as you say, but it's all-inclusive, all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink, and you're getting... Uh, two extra days added at the value of your ticket as well. So. What is it now? Uh, I'm sure when we did it, it was about 180. It's somewhere around 200 dollars now, off the top of my head. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so we did that. We was the, we went in the first session to go and swim with the dolphins. The only bad point is it, it like the water is cold. With the dolphins, right? Um, but we've done that. So that that was us at like nine o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. We'd done. Uh, we went inside with the dolphins. Half past nine, we was finished. So then you've got a few different pools, really large pools that you can go into. Um, one is filled with rays, like um, manta rays and stuff like that. No Fuck stingrays. That. No stingrays. I used to like watching Steve Irwin. <laughs> That's what I said. No stingrays. It's all right. Oh, okay. Oh, and okay. um, or they've taken the stings away at least. Um, and also D- one. With- uh, so you can have a resort, a day resort for one hundred and seventy dollars. So right. you're not swimming with dolphins. A day resort with dolphin swim, two hundred and thirty dollars, and that is for guests ages six and plus. To get into the park, guests need to be over three. So they're the reasons when our when our Grace was born, she was like none, and our really? Eve was only five. Yeah, yeah, she was. So our Eve was only five. So at that point, it was pointless. Yeah, at that point. But how many times have you been back since? I'm only about five or six, bro. So who's counting? You, yeah, um, and you can have a train a day. So you get to do all the fucking cleaning, shoveling shit uh, of the animals, uh, feeding the animals. Uh, I think you get to wank off a dolphin. Uh, for... <laughs> $430. So... That, that, that's, to be honest, that's comparable to doing a similar kind of experience at a zoo in the UK. 
that's a lot of fucking bad food to cheeky bastards. No, I'm not saying that, Actually, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, if you like look at doing that at like Colchester Zoo or London Zoo or Chester Zoo, a similar kind of experience would cost about the same kind of money. So, you know, that's always at a premium because it's it's such a limited thing, you know. But, two, so you're looking at 230 to swim with dolphins, all right, and everything else. So, you've got your two pools. So, you've got um, one with rays, one with uh, just loads of like different types of tropical fish. Um, now, this is where snorkeling gets involved, right? It's not scuba, it's snorkeling, right? Now, I'd never done snorkeling before. Right. Had you done so, scuba then? No, no, no. So um, we went and got our masks and stuff because everything's supplied for you. So you get your wetsuits as you go in, and you're pretty much in those, you know, all day really, um, unless you, you know, want to stop going to do stuff. If you if you think you're going to go back into a pool or something, you're going to keep it on. Um, Did you have a poo in Discovery Cove? No, no, because I'm not an animal. Um, and by that I don't mean an actual animal I mean somebody like you so like um, animal. <laughs> so I got we got um, our snorkeling equipment so you've got like goggles and you've got like a little like pipe thing you stick in your mouth and everything like that and um, and so we, we thought we'd do a bit of snorkeling in, in this pool um, and so I've, I've gone down I've started looking around at all the fish and stuff like that um, and I'm feeling find it really awkward right and I thought I'm sure it must be easier than this anyway I did it for a few minutes and you know really struggling like breathing wise and everything like that and then uh, I managed to like get Lindsay for a second I said so uh, are, you, are you finding this alright she's like yeah I said I'm really struggling like I'm just like every time I, I kind of go down go, go under the water like I'm really struggling and she went well hang on Where's your snorkel? I went, well, I've got it in my mouth. She went, no, no. Where's the top bit? I went, well, like, what, what above my head? She was like, yeah, but are you going completely under the water? And I went, yeah. She went, well, where do you think the air's coming in? And that was it. Like basically, what I was doing was I was like putting air into my tube, uh, water into my tube, because you're supposed to keep your your snorkel obviously above water level. So then you actually get air, you know, because that's science. <laughs> so the problem was, I was I was thinking I was scubaing with a snorkel. That was it. So uh, once I figured out how to snorkel, that was fine. Um, like really nice experience to be honest. And um, I love rays. Like I always, that, they were my favourite animal when I used to go to like sea life centres and stuff like that. Was to see the rays swimming around. I think I thought you were going to face. start like naming rays then, like Ray Houghton. Nah. And Ray Winston. Oh, do, do you want to bet in play? Here's the latest, <laughs> here's the latest odds. Come and finger a Ray. I did a, I did a Ray <laughs> Winston impression on the on the last Pop After Dark. Yeah, I love your oh. Ray Winston impression. One of my favourite impressions, to be honest. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh. Jonesy. Tonight, Jonesy. Jonesy. <laughs> I didn't mean to stick it in the Ray. I'll tell you what, um, he's my favourite um, Ray Winston performance. Like, people, like, he's a he's a very good actor, right? And people, if you say, like, what's your favourite Ray Winston performance? They could say, like, something like Scum or um, Love on a Bay, something like that. Something with a bit of class or Sexy Beast or something. But for me, it's the Matthew McConaughey vehicle, Fool's Gold, 
where he plays this. Um, I think he's from where um, Adam's from, uh, like New Orleans. He's like supposed to be from that part of the world, and he's he puts on this accent. But unfortunately, he hasn't really mastered accents, so he'll start talking like someone from like New Orleans, and then slip into Cockney by the end of the sentence. It's fucking hysterical. Go and check it out. Um, so you got that. You got um, those two pools that you can go to, and there's also a big, really big, lazy river. It must have taken about forty minutes to get round. Wow, that is a lazy river. It really, yeah, it was. It was. And I love a lazy river. Oh, that's, me too. And it's really. That's and it's, full of piss, though. No, well, <laughs> it is when you go. That maybe that's why it's good that you haven't gone. Maybe that's that's a good thing about it. Um, besides, we was in tires, so it's fine. Um, but the lazy river also has like a massive aviary bit as well. So you so can, it's you full can of stop. Shit as well. So you can <laughs> stop. You can stop at. Um, there's like an entrance and an exit. Um, and you can stop at the entrance, walk up the steps into the aviary, and um, you know take some some fruit. They have like bowls of fruit and stuff like that. And you can walk around and you can like feed the birds, and they'll they'll come over to you and stuff. And it's really nice. Like it's just a really nice day out. Like, can you remember what you ate? No, I can't remember what I ate, but they did put on. They did put on breakfast, so you could have stuff for breakfast. And I think, it, like from my memory, it was you could have like proper cooked breakfast, like bacon, eggs, that kind of stuff. Um, and for lunch, um, it was like usual kind of stuff: burgers and chips, lasagna, pizza, um, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So it was that, and it was as much as you wanted. So uh, you know what? I remember there being a mac and cheese. I do remember there being a mac and cheese. Um, so it was all that kind of stuff that you would expect to have at that kind of thing. It wasn't, it wasn't gourmet, obviously, by any stretch of imagination, but you were well fed, and you could go back and have as much as you wanted. Now, the other thing that's key as well, is, as Craig said earlier, is it's all-inclusive, so that includes your drink. So you got a, when you went in there, you got like a... Uh, they took your photo and that, you had a pass, and... If you had, if you was over twenty one, you had a pass that said you was over twenty one. So it meant that you could go and have alcohol as well. Now I don't know what it's like nowadays, but obviously um, Eliza Bush was behind all of that. So you, you basically had the Eliza Bush portfolio. So every kind of budget you could think of, Michelob Ultra, uh, Michelob, like you know anything that they they had as a brand, you could have. So you go and do all the fun stuff, then the rest of the day we just sat there drinking beer. Well, I did. It doesn't sound too bad, actually. No. That's what I mean. The thing is, because you are gonna because you get your breakfast included, because you get your lunch included, and, you know, you can go and have snacks or whatever as well, because all your drinks are included, what are you going to spend on food? And, what are you going to spend on breakfast and lunch? Well, for me, a family of four, you're talking um, nearly $1,000 just to get in the park. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying like that. What I mean is, like, if you was going for lunch and breakfast, what what would breakfast no, cost you? What would lunch cost you? No, I'm just breaking it down. So it's cost a thousand dollars to get in the park, yeah. right? But you've also got a sea whale ticket for the, in that, and an aquatica ticket, right? So you're saving money in that respect a little bit. Yeah, hundred dollars. Then, so there's another. So you you've saved a hundred dollars. 
Then food-wise, um, I generally budget around $200 a day spending money. Now, that could be meals. So it could be if you were going to Cinderella's Royal Table, you'd nearly spend $200 on a family of four. In fact, you might have done $220-odd. So that brings the cost down even more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so maybe no tipping, with all... No tipping as well. No tipping. I think the only thing that we paid for when we was in there, um, and I can't remember how much, how much it cost, but they did, they did some packages. So... Um, when you had your session with the dolphins, they take photos for you. Yeah, I think it, I I have to try and guess, but I want to say it was like fifty dollars or something like that. And for that, you got a disc with like a load of photos, individual photos, photos of your party um, with the dolphin, um, you know, and stuff like that. So you know, it was it was relative, but you want you want your memories of that. So you'll pay it. Do you know what I mean? But obviously you're going to buy one package per, like, per, per group of you. So you don't, you're not buying individual photos. You're just paying for the disc and you get all the photos they take of all of you. So, you know, that, that cost when you split it up isn't, isn't too dramatic either. I, I mean, we've booked for next year. I'm not going to Discovery Cove next year. I'm not going to SeaWorld. I'm not going to Aquatica. Or Bush Gardens. Well, Bush Gardens, so, I get because it's quite it's quite a trek. You know, it is, but it's a lovely well. theme park. It's a it's a nice park, mm. but we're still not going. But Discovery Cove, it is it is something that you would not do every trip. You wouldn't do it every other trip. We would do it if the kids were old enough. We would do it on the next trip, depending on when that will be. Um. Just because we, you know, we'd like them to do it, um, and also it would be a complete treat. But we wouldn't do that, um, you know. The, the time, the next time we went after that, or the next time after that, it's something you would probably do once in ten, 10 years. But have you ever been to Gaylord? <laughs> um, I mean, I've been called one. Um, as a kind of derogatory insult, um, which I'm, you know, one, I'm not gay, and secondly, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Um, and, and you're not a lord either. No, no, I am a lord. You I'm are a lord. I'm a lord. Yeah, I'm a lord. Craig's a lord. You're I'm a, lord. a lord. And Luke Rowe is a lord. We're all lords. So I'm the only one that's not a lord on the podcast. Today's right? today's episode. Yes, yes. So yes. bow down to your lords. So what are you a lord of? Uh, we all own uh, a square metre of land on a lock in Scotland. <laughs> all independently as well. Like, so it's not so, so we... you're a, a laid. We're a laid. Uh, yes. yes. We're yep. laid. So we manner. could literally get your head chopped off. Yeah, I think I think that's how it works. I, think I that's thought you were going to say you own an acre on the fucking moon or something. No, no, no. <laughs> that would just make you the space ranger. I want to be a space <laughs> ranger. Um... No, I've not been to the Gaylord. Okay. Why have you? No, I just, you know, they, they meant to have like a, a quite a big pool there. And then they also have that ice thing every year, don't they? They have ice capades there, don't they? Something like That's that. That's cool, yeah. And baby gators. Baby gators. Mm. Um, also, the Gaylord is one of the most popular Indian restaurants 
in uh, the Soho area near Piccadilly. Really? One of the, one of the oldest, yeah. Well, bum me sideways. I didn't know that. Well, I almost did in Orlando, but we, we don't talk about it on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, so so personally, so again, unfortunately, it's, it's another show where because we've not all done this stuff, it's hard to kind of score. But I think for the unique experience you get at this park, um, it is worth the money without a shadow. And as I said, like, it's not something you're going to do every once in a while. Um, you know, it's going to, it would add another ton, uh, sorry, another thousand pounds to your trip, Craig. Um, so it'd be something that you would have to factor in when you're, you're planning your trip. So you're not, you're not going to do it next year, but I would really heavily recommend that your trip after that one with your family. 2021. Yeah. is one that you, you waiting for. How, long, how old were your kids be then? Uh, uh, what year is it now? Eighteen. Um, Ari will be seventeen. Uh, Grace will be twelve. There you yeah, go. So. Perfect. 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 Yeah, we consider it maybe. Think, out of all of them, for me, without I've seen Tim Tracker there. Uh, I've heard your um, story of it. Carla and Phil went in 2009, were blown away by it. Um, for me, it would be a 10 out of 10, anticipation-wise. But it's just a $1,000 outlay, basically, for one day. Yeah, but That's all that, but... You, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But then, you know, we did, uh, you know, call it a $1,000 outlay for us to go away for a, a Jolly Boys outing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah, yeah, okay, it's one day, but the experience itself, it's worth doing at least once. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I will do it at some point. Yeah. Before I die. Do, uh, I was listening to a uh, total fucking tangent now. The um, Adam Buxton podcast, and he's, he interviews Bob Mortimer this week. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got that on the, I've got that on my list, yeah. And he basically says Bob Mortimer, like, um, he listens to, I can't remember who he said, someone like The Cure, their first album. He says, he used to listen to it all the time, but now he listens to it once a year. And he's now 58 years old, and he thinks, if I'm lucky, I'm going to listen to that album again for another 11 times before I die. You know, if, you know, whatever. But, how many Disney trips do you think we, or, or Florida trips we've got left in us before we die? Wow. It's fucking horrible, isn't it? I, you know what? I always love to leave a podcast on a high. <laughs> uh, I think a no final way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, mean, for, I think for Mr. Ripley, it's going to be, it's going to be quite a high number. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, just because of what you do. Because you go loads. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I'll take it back. I would, I, would, I would like to think that um, someone like Chris would probably have another 40 or 50 trips left in him. Oh. Um, I, I think, for me, I don't know, maybe 15 as a rough number. Only because, like, it, it's not something that I can indulge in anywhere near enough I've not you know until last year I hadn't been in eight in, in seven years 
it been seven years between between trips, and we was talking the other day about it because, um, you know, Craig, we've all, it's obviously uh, have we have we talked towards base openly already? It's out there, yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't remember well, if we mentioned the podcast or not, but um, you know, Craig is is now sorted for twenty nineteen, and I would very much like to go. Um, I it's it's booked for yeah. so the. The Universal After Dark meetup at Halloween Horror Nights 29, Halloween Horror Nights 29 is happening definitely next happening. September. Definitely, because booked. No one knows me anyway. Like, you know, when we bumped into Simon and Julia, they didn't know who I was. It did. didn't, didn't matter that I'd only like, been doing the podcast for like five years. No one knew who I was. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I really want to go, and obviously that you know when I had to kind of slightly bring this up to my wife, she was like, "Well, when you know, as long as we've got a trip in before that." But we were talking, and I, I don't know if you know I, I was given serious considerations the next year about us going on a family trip, but I don't know if our our current situation with um, with how Lincoln is, if we can. If we could do it, or eat more to the point, if it would be an enjoyable experience for him, and that's really what's kind of important. We know we would have a good time, but I don't think it's 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 fair to 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 do that. Disney World, you know, it's gone to Disneyland Paris and it's been fine, but Disney World is a different beast, much bigger park, much busier park, yeah. Yeah. And it's all those kind of factors. So, um, but you'll never know unless you try. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've still got my eye on that, and I'd like to think that would be the case. But, you know, before kids, it, 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 the plan was every few years, and then you know we bought a house, and then that delayed things for a little bit, and then we we started to have kids, so it was a bit harder. But um, I do think for us, it'll be it'll be a lot less frequently than we'd like to. So, yeah, I'd like to think um, maybe once every three or four years we'd go, we'd be able to start going. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that kind of amount of trips. Chris, well, on um, the RIP tours, I would love for on the Saturday night to do an RIP tour mm-hmm. with some listeners and hopefully some of my fellow podcasters Mm-hmm. What's the what's the, the basics of, of that? I know prices are relevant because the price changes every year; it, it goes up. But what's the the what's the numbers? You mean the numbers? Yeah. Do you need a minimum, people? Or no, there's no minimum, but there is a maximum. Um, I can't remember the exact maximum right off the top of my head. I think it's something like eight, maybe ten, something like that. Um, again, that has changed as well. It used to be slightly bigger years ago. Um, but if everyone chips in and pays their way, it's actually quite a cheap way of, you know, getting around Halloween Horror Nights. And because food's included, isn't it? Well, oh, I did Jim Hill then. Um, yeah, but like buff, buffy food, is it? It is, yeah. But I wouldn't like. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to Halloween Horror Nights hungry because the food nice. is is not. It's it's, it's all right. It's. It's nothing to write home about. It's like a tray of curly fries and a tray of pizza bites. It's <laughs> unlimited, not unlimited unlimited uh, twisted taters. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> Twisted Taters, Salt and Vinegar edition. With the happiest chef in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't seem to replenish the food. Once it's gone, it seems to, to go. So, if you, oh. I mean, I've been, I've turned up to RIP tours late, walked in there, and there's no food at all. Right. So I would so not bank on that. And the booze you have to pay for. Booze you have to pay for. I think, I think when you get there, you're allowed a, a free soft drink. And then uh, when they stop later on, I think you have to pay for it. Fucking hell. Um, and is it unlimited houses? Yeah. So- Basically, if, if you're doing an exclusive tour where it's where it's, you pay for it, it's just you and your family or you and your friends, um, you choose what you want to do. So what, you can go, you can just go to Stranger Things and do that for 20 times in a row if you wanted to. They won't stop you. Whatever you want to do, they will do it for you. So if you're on a shared tour, then obviously they're just going to take you on said tour. Yeah, basically, if you're on a shared tour, you're going to see every house once. You're going to be there to see each show once. And they probably give you... They probably finish slightly early, and then you can go do the rides. They may do the rides whilst you're doing the tour. Really, really depends on... You know, access to houses and things. So basically, watch this space, people, listeners. Uh, I'll the dates out there. I think um, it's Saturday the twenty eighth. I think of September next year, not this year, mm-hmm. next year. So it should be the second weekend, hopefully, maybe the third weekend, maybe the second weekend. So watch this space. You're going to be going out from what the 27th to the 29th, or 27th to the 30th. To the 26th, Thursday the 26th. The price actually come down to stay an extra night. We're staying in the brand new Aventura. The price come down because the flights on a Thursday are cheaper than a Friday. Yeah. yeah. So how, the, the, how many nights? Four nights. Oh, fuck me. That quote was expensive. I thought that was for like 10 nights or something. No, no. £922 per person. And that's your flights, your transfers, and the hotel. I thought that was a really reasonable price because it's only what I paid last year, basically. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And... Why we've why we've booked it now is um, there's two eighteen year olds going, uh, Stuart's daughter and her friend, and it was to give them to enough time to basically save up the money. So yeah. we could have we could have booked it next Easter, for example, and dropped that thousand pound bomb on them then. Um, but it's booked now. Why didn't you, when you was negotiating with Virgin on your hundred grand trip, why didn't you say to me if you could do me? <laughs> If you can do me five weeks for free, you know. Um, <laughs> Where's that accent from? That's <laughs> my Liverpudlian accent. Um, a man of many voices. Oh, it's uncanny. What? They could have just done it for free for you. Do you know, in hindsight, um, I could have used it as a deal breaker, but it literally only dawned on me the other day. I thought, hold on a minute. If the August prices are out for next year... 
then the September prices are out for next year. So I just didn't have the idea until it was too late. It's just so slow, isn't it? That's all it is. Yeah. And to... Go on. Oh, as I say, question to pair of you. Do you use your air miles to get your flights cheaper? I don't fly enough. I Last year I got £70 off my flight. Um, so I do bank my air miles. So I'll yeah. be... I'll be claiming them again, but I'll so I'll be flying four times next year, so I'll save all them for the for the a bigger one. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, I last year I I just went on the one flight, and the year before that, uh, I don't think I flew at all. Actually, like the thing, the thing is, even when I and I've not been to Disneyland Paris in eighteen, no, two years, no, two years. I've been in two years, just over two years now. Um, but even when we go to Disneyland Paris, I get the Eurostar. And when I go this September with P Dubs, we're getting the Eurostar because it's just easier for me. So he's gonna fucking bum you. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> make up for make up for where you didn't. Um, I've already got. I've already taken dip on the sofa, so we did contemplate about topping and tailing or. Uh, Bert and Ernie in it, but um, no, I think we're going to take the safe. I couldn't top and tail. Can you imagine waking up in the morning with Washington's boner in your face? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it, but now. Um, Stabbing you in the back. <laughs> but um, but no, so I'm, I don't I don't fly very often, so I do I do have like a loyalty card or whatever, but I, I never seem to... Uh, so to get anywhere near enough to get anything decent off me, uh, me flight, so no, maybe one day. So on that bombshell, should we wind it up? Yeah, because I'm buggered. Well, of course me you are. Too. But you were buggered ages ago. <laughs> that was the twelfth stellar. Um, all right, Craig, I'll let you wrap it up. Well, just thanks for listening. We really appreciate every download. Please take the time to share podcast socially on Twitter, where we are, Universal After Dark. Share a link to the episodes. Share a link to the show. Please go and like the Facebook page. Please. Um, just go and just share. Just just help us grow. Um, go and look for Boston. Uh, Boston White. She's everywhere. She's on YouTube. She's got her own channel. Uh, go and subscribe to our After Dark Podcast Network on YouTube. Luke is putting some fantastic work out. Just just to help us grow. We're not without the listeners. Yeah, and also on that, um, I know, Craig, you, you've been tinkering around with that bit. So that we we used to have the podcast go out on, on the YouTube channel as well, but we've taken that off. So now it is just going to be video content from all of us. Um, so even more reasons to subscribe. Um We've got an issue with Stitcher, so if you listen to us on Stitcher, you won't hear this message. That'd be a bit stupid, but um, I've got to try and look into that. I don't know. It's not showing up properly. Our show's not showing up properly, so there's some some issue with Stitcher, uh, and we need to get on Acast as well. I'm working on Acast at the moment uh, to get on there. But um, When are we going to be on Bandcamp, earning loads of money? Never. Well, we'll be on there, but we won't be earning loads of money. Uh, Mm. We are are actually going to be releasing... Uh, 
funny you mentioned that we're, we're changing the Patreon in June um, hopefully it'll be June it was supposed to be May but I didn't get around to it so hopefully it'll be June changing the tears on that um, and we will be putting out um, a, a an album of sorts on Bandcamp it'll be made up of, of kind of like lost bits and pieces and whatnot. so that oh. will be available but we yeah I, you know let's be honest it's not going to make us Jim Hill rich you know who's going to be the best man to edit that don't you who's that I'm Aaron Adams <laughs> His voice is annoying. I, uh, I, people think my voice is annoying. So I can't Your voice really... is not annoying. His Your voice haircut's annoying. Fuck you. It's my haircut. <laughs> Fucking hell. Of all the things you could slag me off about, my hair. Jesus. My chubby cheeks, anything. But my bloody hair. We're just lucky to have some hair. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's it. Um, and fingers crossed, um, we will have boston on the show very soon back where she belongs sitting on her throne uh, i mean craig sits on a throne but it's normally a, a ceramic one located in his bathroom but um, oh my god what are you saying i'm literally going to knock you all out don't be slagging me off when i'm not on the podcast hey i tell you what the florida guy's got camp um <laughs> so, that's what he reminded me of so um a man will be back and more importantly we you know we're still waiting for a trip report from her you know, yeah. we want to hear her opinion of the Fast and the Furious attraction. We want to hear the things that she got up to on her trip. So hopefully, next episode, Boston will be back where she belongs. Ratings may dip, who knows? But that doesn't matter. The content is key. Um, and uh, you know, now she's got. A, you know, we proved how good the ratings can be when she was on holiday. Now she's got to take that baton and go running off and make sure that she gets even bigger, even bigger. So no pressure. Boston, but that's on you when you come back. Yeah. So, ta-da, everyone. Chicken and a can of coke. I'm Aaron Adams. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought... I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Dark Podcast Network.